0: This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Stacey Grizzly.
1: Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode 36 of North Atlanta's Good Neighbor Podcast. Today, we have good neighbor, Vanessa Francis Gray with VFG Coaching. Hi, Vanessa. How are you? Huh? Hi, Stacey. How are you doing today? And I'm doing well. Great. I'm so glad to have you on the show. We're going to jump right in and we're going to go ahead and have you tell our listeners about VFG Coaching. Tell us about your business.
0: Yes. So VFG coaching uh, is a small coaching business of one. So I'm a solopreneur uh, and I provide. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I provide professional development coaching for professionals at every stage of career. I deal with emerging uh, leaders, career changers, everyone. Uh, And in fact, my mission for my coaching business is to motivate, uh, inspire, and support all whom desire professional fulfillment. And I'm located in
1: Marietta. Awesome. Right here in the north side of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Perfect for this podcast. Yes. Well, so tell our listeners about your journey. What led you to start a, a, a business coaching?
0: Yes, and it, it's a little unwieldy, so I'm going to try to truncate this and make this as neat as possible. <laughs> so, we'll uh, go down so, a rabbit hole with right. you if we need to. <laughs> so, you know, I've got out of grad school in 2008, and every job that I've had since then, I, I've always been pulled into mentoring roles and coaching roles. Even though I did not quite know that, that was the name to what I was doing at that point, point. Uh, and my background is in urban planning, so I've worked. In local government. I've worked uh, for universities to provide urban planning support when they're dealing with community development projects. Uh, and uh, in 2015, I decided to take a leap and become a planner for the federal government. I had no idea that they had any use for my skill set. Uh, and, uh, and I it has been just a wonderful experience doing planning uh, for, the, uh, for co- communities in the United States and also overseas, which is what I work on right now. But uh, the job that I'm in now gave the opportunity to uh, employees to take leadership coach training. And uh, first couple of rounds that it came uh, for the training to take place, I said, nah, "I don't want to be bothered with it. It seems really hard. The, <laughs> the application <laughs> process is just so arduous." I said, "Oh, I, but the third time," it said. Vanessa, just throw your hat in the ring. What's what's the worst going to happen? You probably won't be invited anyway. And I was accepted into the program <laughs> a few months later, and I said, "Oh my gosh, what did I get myself into?" And, and then I, you know, the 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 hubris came back. Where oh well, you know, I've been doing this in in different jobs. This shit, this isn't going to be a big deal. And that first week in coaching school, which was uh, let's see, two hours a day, three days a week for 16 weeks. I felt like I was put through the ringer and I said, Oh wow. Coaching is the real deal. It is so much to learn uh, from ethics, from the types of questions you need to ask in order to get introspection from the client uh, and from how to run a coaching business. We were learning all of it. Uh, and this was in the work day. So it wasn't like it was after work and you know, you could take your time. And I had, I was doing dual, uh, uh, double duty uh, for for 16 weeks. Uh, but as I was in the class and and be, we came to uh, get to a point where I loved it, I really, really was tapping into a part of my personality that was, you know, really, this is what I was meant to do as well. And um, the point of the program was to provide internal coaching services to our agencies. But also I said, I can do this as an external coach to give this skill to the wider general public. And so as I was training, I was also coaching and I pretty much coached everyone, (laughs) everyone I could find that I knew probably at least last couple of years. And their careers are, you span between federal government all the way to, uh, media, you know, I've got a couple clients out in the Los Angeles area to IT. So it was a wonderful experience. And they were the folks who encouraged me to keep going. Don't, don't stop doing this service after the coach training stops. So yeah, that's, that was really the, 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 the small journey (laughs) that got me to where I am today.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I have to say just the fact that you were accepted, you know, like you, I love that you, 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 threw your name in, you know, just mm-hmm. thinking, oh, there's just not, you know, I probably won't get chosen anyways, you know, so, <laughs> so humble, but yeah. then you were obviously selected for a reason. Mm-hmm. So they've obviously seen those skills in you and, um, mm-hmm. and, and I am, that's, that is a, a great reason to start any business, you know, cause you want yes. to be able to expand your reach and help more people, um, with what you're, you're good at. So yeah. I can, it resonates with me for sure. Well, are there any myths or misconceptions about the business coaching industry that you might want to clear up with our listeners today?
0: Yes. And it comes from my first client who, when I was talking with her about becoming a client, she said, oh, well, is this therapy? And I said, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) And so the biggest misconception is this This idea that coaching is a type of therapy modality, uh, and it is not. So whereas therapy, you know, you're dealing with the treatment of mental health, emotional health conditions, uh, and you're focused on the process, the processing of past and present experiences. And but with coaching, the client is the expert of their own life. They're in the driver's seat of the relationship uh, and you're focusing on goal creation and creating courses of action in order to accomplish your goals, uh, and also your, your future forward thinking, I like to call it. So you're thinking about what's going to be the next six months, the next 12 months, that type of thing. So it's not so much reflective on the past, which that can come in a bit, you know, within the, in the coaching space, but the, the point is to move forward. And also, you know, I like to think of coaching as a partnership or, or co-creation with the client and not a provider-client type relationship.
1: So that you, they, you help them set their goals and then, uh, you know, execute a plan of action to achieve, achieve those great. goals, those professional goals
0: well, yes.
1: that, that I can see that there would be a, a great need for that. Uh, as many businesses out there who, who could really use the guidance, you know, and that, mm-hmm. like you said, that, that sometimes opportunities are. This one, for example, for me, the podcast, you know, I yeah. this was, this was a, a brand new venture for me. I had no idea what I was doing, you know, and I definitely depended on, you know, people that had gone before me that yeah. had, had figured the process out and, um, and we, we all need coaches in our lives. Yes.
0: <laughs> and, and, I, I agree. And Stacey, we're both figuring this out together. I'm new. You're new. We're good through all right.
1: <laughs> this is going to be the best podcast episode ever. I mean, this is, I mean, who's Joe Rogan? I mean, really. <laughs> we, we've got this. Yes. <laughs> well, tell us, Vanessa, when you're not working, what are you doing for fun?
0: Okay. So I love yoga. I've been a yogi since I was 18 years old. I'm not going to say how old I am now. I'm
1: not 18. (laughs) I'm not even going to make you tell us.
0: I take yoga three times a week at Windy Hill Athletic Club, which I love it. it, That place is so big and it's so many classes. So I make sure I'm going to get my yoga. And if nothing else, I love to hike. Um, However, I haven't had the ability to do that or the time to do any hiking as of late. But once it cools down, you know, it's not 100 degrees every single day. <laughs> I'm right. definitely going to hit the trails and I have my hiking boots with me. Uh, also, I love traveling. Uh, lo- I, United States, international doesn't matter. I love visiting places and learning about regional cultures, international cultures. Uh, and the last thing, That I think is worth mentioning, uh, is I love, uh, practicing new cuisines. You know, I, I love cookbooks. I'm gonna, I'm going to at least uh, cook one dish out of a new cookbook that I buy. So I was I'd love ask, it. to when you, ask,
1: when you say new cuisines, are you actually enjoying going out dining at New Cuisines? <laughs> are you cooking these? Both, creation? both.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> both. But in, th- in this case, I'm talking about me actually
0: throwing down in the kitchen and cooking. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I was going to say I, that resonated with me, but it, now it doesn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll come eat your yummy cooking. <laughs> okay. Sure, you come on to Marietta. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> I might take you up on that invitation. <laughs> well, so, so, to steer away from from the lightheartedness of the the fun question, uh, yeah. to get a little more serious, is, mm-hmm. are there has there been a a life challenge or a a hardship that life's thrown at you that you can now say for having been through and lived through that experience and coming out on the other side of it, that you're better for having been through it. Is there anything like that you would like to share with the listeners today?
0: Yes. And I share this story because I think there's got to be at least one or two folks uh, in the Atlanta area that can identify. So um, I lost my parents early in life. Uh, My father passed away when I was 28 years old and my mother passed away when I was 32. So I lost both of my parents within a four year time period. And uh, it, that, that experience forced me to grow up. Now, granted, yes, I was an adult at 28, but I was also a sheltered 28. <laughs> like my dad still was doing my taxes. <laughs> you know, that type of thing, you know, still could go to my parents and ask for all types of advice. Uh, right. So, but, you know, when when these events happened, I became a competent adult very quickly because I had to learn all these skills. I had to deal with an estate, uh, I had to tussle with insurance companies. No offense to any insurance companies you have on this podcast (laughs) 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 and dealing with uh, former employers about Pensions. I had to, you know, go about selling the family home and uh, dealing with banks as well. So it was a lot of things I just never really had to deal with outside of opening my own checking account, you know, and money shows up, that type of thing. Um, But, you know, that the challenge made me extremely aware of my of my parents' uh, smarts, their moxie, their skill, and the life lessons that they taught me, whereas they kind of were in the background those first 28, those first 32 years. But then it was Oh, wow. Everything just came into sharp focus. And, you know, there's, they're still advising me, you know, it's doesn't go, a day doesn't go by, excuse me, that I'm not always thinking about, you know, how would dad handle this? How would mom handle this? Oh yeah. That's a good way to do that. And, and so I'm really, really appreciative of everything that they taught me and, uh, and their love and their guidance to get me to where I am today. Uh, and I've just become so much stronger, such much stronger person, better person for, you know, being their daughter.
1: Ah, oh, well, that was a beautiful story, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. it's just I, I, I have two daughters, you know, and, and if I, they're twenty three and twenty one, you know, and um, and if they described me the way you just described your parents, then. Um, yeah. Then I I can't think of anything that would be yeah. uh, would that would mean more. So your parents are surely shining down. I'm glad that it's, you're still getting guidance from them today. Absolutely. Um, and I know that they they've got to be super proud. So um, I think so. <laughs> well, so well, starting to kind of wrap things up actually um if there was anything else that you would like our listeners to know about vfg coaching what would that be vanessa Yes. So I am
0: passionate of about working with military spouses. Uh, so I am the spouse of a veteran go army. Uh, and, uh, I don't know if you all know it, but I am very aware just through my work, uh, and in the coaching space too, that military spouses have a harder time, uh, keeping careers or getting their career started because of their spouses uh, service uh, commitments. So mm-hmm. a, a lot of times they're moving around to different bases, different locations, roughly every three to four years. And because of that, a lot of employers do not want to take a chance on military spouses. Uh, and because of, you know, this, you know, really, really sad reality, but it is a reality for many of the spouses, you know, it's, I, I, I want to be able to offer my advice, my coaching to them, uh, and for they to reach for them to reach their professional goals, however they see fit. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if if they need help, they need support, need coaching, need strategy, then I'm all for it. And uh, yeah, that that's a real big commitment uh, that I've made with this business.
1: I'm really glad you shared that because that uh, I I had never. Thought of it, you know, yeah. about military spouses having a difficult time with employment, you know, and that really does make sense, I guess, that, that you know, mm-hmm. now that you explain it, but it's not something that ever would have occurred to me before. So yeah. I'm glad to know that, that that is a passion of yours and that you can actually really relate to those, uh, mm-hmm. the military spouses because you are one, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like you, mm-hmm. you, that's something that we
0: haven't um, we're on the other side of that now, but
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yes, you did say veteran. you're on the other side of it, but you've, (laughs) you've lived that experience. You have, you have lived and, you know, walked in those shoes. So, uh, well, it is actually, has actually it has been a pleasure having you on here. If anyone wants to learn more, Vanessa, what is the best way for them to reach out to you?
0: Yes. Yeah, so uh, folks can reach out to me on LinkedIn, just uh, typing in Vanessa Francis Gray. I believe I'm the only one on there. <laughs> oh, or uh, they can contact me on Instagram, VFG underscore coaching. You can search for me there. And soon I will have a website, but you all will find out about that on
1: Instagram or
0: LinkedIn. <laughs> so it's coming soon.
1: Great, Vanessa. Thank you so much for being here today. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you. It's been wonderful as well, Stacy. I appreciate the time.
1: You are so welcome. Well, that's all for today's episode, Atlanta. I'm Stacey Risley with the Good Neighbor Podcast. Thanks for listening and for supporting the local businesses and nonprofits of our great community.
0: Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, North Atlanta. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to GNPNorthAtlanta.com That's GNPNorthAtlanta.com Or call 470-946-7007